Hey, this is Tyler Johnson, pastor of Mission Church located in Walnut Creek, California. I want to say thank you for tuning in. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you live the life God called you to live. Enjoy. What's going on, Mission Church? Happy New Year, and you better believe it somehow. Pastor Tyler and Rachel allowed me to come back very early this year. God must be moving. Yo, it is my honor, and it is my privilege to be bringing the Word of God to you in 2021. Is anybody low-key happy that 2020 is over? Is it just me? I don't know, but I know that God is doing a new thing. I know that though there are some things that we are carrying into the new year, that God is doing a new thing in Jesus' name. And uh, before I even get going, the Bible says to give honor where honor is due. And I say it almost every time I speak to you all that we can never become casual about that which is supernatural. And you guys are seriously in a supernatural time. Every time I talk to Pastor Tyler, I get a little bit jealous. I don't know why. Actually, I do. I get jealous because he's talking about the growth. He's talking about the expansion. And he's talking about that even in the midst of a pandemic, God is using Mission Church to touch heaven and change earth. And you guys get to be a part of that. And I don't know much, but I know that sometimes in order, in order for us to get to certain places, we need other people to take us there. And you guys have the best leaders and the best pastors and Pastor Tyler and Rachel Johnson. So if you're at home, put those hands together, get up on your feet, do some weird shoulder movement, do something and thank God for your leaders. And can I just say, um, verbal encouragement is actually a gift to the body of Christ theologically. And I believe it's one of the most underrated gifts, encouragement. And can I encourage you to encourage your pastors? Can I encourage you to not only encourage each other, but to send DMs? What's a DM? It's a direct message on Instagram. What's Instagram? If you don't know that, we love you. Um, No, hit them up, not only on Instagram, send them emails, send them text messages if you have their number and just remind them that the hand of God is on them and that he is using them. Well, uh, disclaimer, I'm the black cousin of this church. I show up three or four times a year and eat all your food and make it do what it do. That's just what it is. We are family. And I'm excited to be bringing the word of God to you in this new year. I believe he's given me a message um, for this church, but I think it's for the church of Jesus Christ in general. And so I pray that it ministers to you. Um, If it doesn't, Pastor Tyler will be here next week. He really will. So let's go to the word of God together. If you have your Bibles, open them up to the gospel of Luke chapter five, Luke chapter five. A random fact is, uh, I love your guys' children's pastor. Another random fact is that he invited me over to his house while I was going to preach this message. He was like, hey man, you're going to be in town. Oh my gosh, we're going to have the best time ever. Come to my house. And you know what I responded? This is the truth. In there like swimwear. And then you know what he proceeded to do? He proceeded to cancel on me because he forgot that his parents were coming over, which I responded, I thought I was family, so why is it a big deal that your parents are coming over? I'm totally kidding. I love them. All right. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. Uh, Back to you, Lord. Have your way. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. Now he noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them there and they were washing their nets. Now, stepping into one of the boats, that's a big deal. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. Now, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now now go out to where it's deeper. Go out to where it's deeper. Now, go out to where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. 
And Simon said, Master, we, we worked hard last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets again. And this time, their nets were so full of fish that they began to tear. So he shouted for help, and they brought their partners from the other boat. And soon, both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. And when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. I am a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish that they had caught, as were the others with him, his partner James and John And the sons of Zebedee were also amazed. But Jesus responded to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. Other versions say, do not fear, for from now on, you will be fishers of men. And then this is where it's interesting. As soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Wow. I want to speak to you, Mission Church, from the topic this morning, a call to deeper water a call to deeper water. Would you pray with me? Holy Spirit, thank you that we get to enjoy church. Thank you that we get to gather, God. And I know we're gathered virtually, but uh, thank you for technology. And thank you that your word is still being decreed and still being declared and still setting people free and still making a way where there is no way. So Lord, I pray that you would just use me now. Let me be an echo to your voice and let people uh, not hear me as much as they they hear you because uh, you know the heart, you know the context of every single person that's tuning in right now. You know the needs and the wants and the desires. And we need you, Lord, especially in these times as we're transitioning into a new year. We, We need you. We need your vision. We need your perspective. We need more of you, God. And so I pray that you would speak, Lord, to all of us and that we might be a little bit different than when we first tuned in, in Jesus' name. And God, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for the Raiders. They are your team and you are with them. And I've been praying for years, but you will come through. In your name, I pray. And the church said, amen and amen. If that bothers you, email Pastor Tyler. He will respond. But the Bible does say to pray about all things. Um, my, my favorite childhood game at school. So when I was in elementary school, there were two games primarily I loved to play. The first one was Heads Up, Seven Up. Heads Up, Seven Up. I'm not going to lie to you, church. I cheated often. That's why I won. But Heads Up, Seven Up was the first game I loved to play. And the second game I loved to play, it's a very famous game. Maybe you know it. It's called Follow the Leader. I love Follow the Leader, right? Because the way that my first grade teacher, Miss Swan, allowed us to play that game is she would pretty much have the person who could get to the front of the line the fastest be able to lead it. Now, I'm not boasting at all, Mission Church, but I happen to be the fastest kid in my class in the first grade. So I would sprint to the front and then I would lead all the other kids on the playground and I would be the primary dictator of where those kids needed to go. But, but every once in a while, every month in a blue moon, Chase would lose the race to the front. And I would be so frustrated. And the reason why I would be frustrated is because somebody else was controlling where I was going rather than me controlling where I was going. And I don't know about you, but sometimes in my faith, and I can definitely speak for 2020, I found myself a little bit frustrated. Because I didn't know that when we entered into 2020 that we would have a pandemic. I didn't know that when we entered into 2020, we would have thousands of people die from COVID-19. I didn't know when we entered into 2020 that Kobe Bryant would, would unexpectedly die, him and his daughter and many other people on the plane unexpectedly. I didn't know that when we entered 2020 that during this pandemic, my father would have a stroke and I wouldn't be able to see him for days on end and he would be in the hospital for weeks. Like there were some things, I don't know about you, that 
that happened this year that were very, very unexpected. And, 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 and I found myself becoming frustrated in my faith in God because when I made the decision to follow Jesus, I didn't think that he would lead me here. Have you ever found yourself there, church, where you would rather be leading God than have him leading you? Because the places that he takes you are oftentimes unexpected. And I know in church, we talk about blessing and God is the blesser. I know in church, we talk about miracles and God is the God of the miraculous. But it's so interesting that when you study the scriptures, we see Jesus saying this key phrase, the 12 very ordinary men that were called to do extraordinary things. He would say, follow me. And from that phrase, follow me, he would lead them into places that were unexpected. Like, like, I don't know about you, but I love the moments in the Bible where like he leads them to the greatest fish fry in all of history. You know, like he takes five loaves and two fish and multiplication happens and he feeds a crowd, a crowd of upwards of a minimum of 10,000 people. I love Jesus leading me there. I love Jesus leading, leading the disciples to the, 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 the tomb where, where Lazarus would come forth and be resurrected from the grave. What an amazing place to be led. Or, or what about the woman at the well? <laughs> what an awkward place to be led, to be honest, because Samaritans and Jews, they were kind of like Republicans and Democrats. They didn't mix very well in that culture. And Jesus leads them there and they see redemption on full display. But there were also these moments where Jesus would lead the disciples into storms. Where, where Jesus would lead the disciples to, to places, like literally to the cross where he would be killed for all of humanity. Like even to the point where in the, in the Gospels it says that Jesus set his eyes like a flint towards the end of his ministry on Jerusalem, on the city of Jerusalem. And he led these 12 men to a place where they knew that he would most likely potentially be sacrificed. And Jesus knew for a fact he would be killed. And the frustration in my faith mission church is that sometimes I, I forget that I'm not really leading my life as much as I, I wish I could tell you I am. I think 2020 showed all of us that maybe we're not leading ourselves as much as we are. But maybe God is, is actually the one that's leading us into places where we can experience him in ways that we never have before. And maybe the call upon the church of Jesus Christ is we're heading into this new year and maybe everyone's like, oh man, 2020 is gone. Now 2021 is going to be the best year ever. Maybe. <laughs> I certainly hope so. But let me say something to you, Mission Church. Maybe our confidence this morning doesn't need to be as much as where we go on the journey, but maybe our, our confidence this morning needs to be in the fact of the one who's leading us and who's with us on the journey. And can I just say to you that Jesus got us through 2020 and he's going to get us through 2021 and we can be confident that no matter what this year holds for you and I, we can be confident in the fact that he will be with us. He will never forsake us and that he is more than enough. In his presence, we find fullness of joy and, and our confidence is in the fact that he is, he is indeed leading us. But I've, I've recognized that, that on our journey in faith, there are these opportunities along the journey where we will get an invitation to experience God in a way that we never have or miss an opportunity to experience him in a way that we never have. And what I love about hot-headed, loud-mouthed, 
ooh, you were thinking it, but you said it. Peter, is that, <laughs> Peter was honest. Peter was very honest. And what we see in Luke chapter five is this, this, this new New minister that's coming out, out of this, coming out of the woodworks who's claiming to be the, the messianic one and his name is Jesus. Jesus hasn't even picked his 12 yet. He is very new in ministry. He is a young rapper that is just beginning his tour and he is hitting different synagogues and different temples and preaching himself, the living word who became flesh. And as he's doing this, and Luke lets us know in detail that Jesus was preaching on the shore of Galilee. And what he ends up doing is he gets inside of Peter's boat and he begins to preach. And as he's preaching, there's this somewhat of this climactic moment where on the surface, Jesus insults the intelligence of Peter just a little bit. Well, what, what, Peter, what Jesus pretty much says to Peter is he's like, look, actually, let's just, let's just read it. When he finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out to where it is deeper and let your nets, excuse me, and let down your nets to catch some fish. Now, by trade, we know that Jesus was a carpenter and he was also a teacher. Now, what that means is that Jesus did not have a craft or an expertise in fishing on the surface. It's like a fisherman, if that's his trade, telling Jesus how to be a carpenter. So, so this is a moment where, where Jesus seems to be getting a little bit out of bounds, and we're getting ready to see how much, um, how much Peter actually, how much, how much Peter actually views Jesus as God up to this point. And so what happens is, is Jesus comes to, to Peter and he says, hey, I know that you've had a long night. What you need to do is you need to actually pull out a little bit deeper and, uh, and throw your nets out for a catch. And there is no doubt in my mind, Mission Church, that as soon as this was said, Peter must have been thinking to himself like, okay, carpenter, you're, you're going to tell me how to fish? Have you guys ever had a moment with God where he challenges you in something that you think you know more than anybody else? <laughs> and I know that we won't say it at Mission Church because we're spiritual, but have you ever had God challenge you in an area where you feel like you know even more than him? And maybe our response is similar to Peter when God speaks. Like maybe God is going to ask you to up your giving this year to Mission Church. And you're like, whoa, carpenter. Maybe God is going to ask you this year, you know what? Your marriage has been struggling a little bit and you're going to want to see a counselor. Whoa, 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 carpenter. You know what? Uh, it's, it's an abnormal season for the church, but I think it's time for you to start a small group. And the Lord begins to minister about how you need to get more involved. And you're like, whoa, carpenter. Have you ever had a moment where Jesus asks something of you and your response is not that of you are Lord, but your response is that of we're on the same level. Don't tell me how to do this. You can have every other area except this one. I can be honest and vulnerable and tell you I have had that moment with God many, many times when he asks something of me. And I think to myself, how could you even tell me or command me to do something like that? And don't be surprised in 2021, church, if you get called 
to a deeper place that you've never been to experience things that you've never seen. And so what this man who claims to be God, who is a carpenter and a teacher by trade, asks Peter is something that really doesn't make sense in modern day fishing terms, because I love the bass fish, hey. Um, it doesn't make sense in, in modern terms, but it definitely didn't make sense back then in this ancient time. Because the way that fishermen fished back then because they didn't have sonars is two ways primarily. First of all, they would oftentimes wade in the shallows and they would look for points because fish oftentimes will live off of points because those are attack zones where they can begin to feed. And so they would, they would fish the shallows and fish off of points where they could kind of begin to guess where the fish would be piled up together. But the second way that they fished was through the birds. If they saw birds that were feeding on the surface, then they knew that there was probably some fish under there that were chasing the bait fish. Shout out to all the fishermen who are called to be fisher of men at Mission Church, right? So those are the two ways that they fish primarily. So what God was pretty much saying to Peter is um, go against all your sense. Go against everything you've been taught. Go against your education. Go against what your daddy's daddy's daddy passed down in your fisherman legacy and go to a place that you've never been and just kind of throw your nets and see what happens. And not only is is Peter probably a bit frustrated by Jesus asking this of him because he's insulting his intelligence just a little bit on the surface, but he's also frustrated because he's been fishing all night. He's like, look, I just got done cleaning these things up. We've already toiled all night. We've already been fishing. Have you ever felt that Jesus asked you to have faith after failure? Man, that's a word for somebody. <laughs> like, have you ever felt like God has asked you to have faith after failure? Like when you're doing what you should be doing and you don't have room to do it anymore. Like you've been praying for your kids and they're still living in rebellion. You've been praying for your marriage and it's still struggling. You've been believing God for resources and for finances, but the bank is still a little bit... Uh, there's just not a lot of money in there, if we're being honest. Like, like have you been there, church, where, where, where you've been trying in your own strength, where you've been trying in your own ability, and God is like, try this, and you're like, I've been trying. I've been fishing. I've, I've, I've done this. But look at, the, look at the verbiage of Jesus. He just simply says this, go out to where it's deeper. Other versions say, pull out to deeper water. And in the midst of, that's why I love Peter, in the midst of everything that Peter knew in his intellect, against everything that Peter knew in his history of fishing and in his experience, Peter has the faith to go to a place that he's never been, to pick up his nets and go to the deeper water. Why? I'm happy you asked. I'm going to the passage. It's there. He said, we worked hard last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, other versions say, but at your word. Man, is the word of God enough? Once again, to backtrack quickly, sometimes 
on this journey of following Jesus, we have these moments where Jesus will say things to us where we can either experience him in a new way or we can miss an opportunity to know him a little bit more. And this is a moment where Peter can say no, but he says, but at your word, I'll pull out to the deep. Now, I want to talk about the process because I think sometimes I had, a, I had a Bible professor tell me this. He's like, when you read the Bible, you want to read it through realistic lenses, but also imaginative lenses as well. Like, can you imagine how Peter must be feeling around his fishermen homies? Like, like can you imagine this moment? Like he picks up his nets again and he gets in the boat and he begins to row and people are watching like, what is this? Why is he fishing there? Like, and he begins to pull out. And I think many of us think that metaphorically speaking, that when we cast our nets in faith, that, that we throw them super confidently. But I have no doubt in my opinion that, that, that this must have been a moment where Peter like grabbed his net and he kind of looked over to see if there's any fish like moving. And I wonder if Peter saw anything. I, I have to think that maybe he didn't see things happening on the surface. The reason why I think that is because if he would have saw that, it wouldn't have required faith. And even Jesus would say after this moment that we're called to walk by faith and not by sight. Because there will be moments where God speaks to us and what we hear will not align with what we see. And so I like to think that in this, uh, as I imagine this story taking place, that he looked back towards the shore of Jesus and he looked out over the deeper part of the water that he pulled out to some random spot and he thought to himself, I don't know if I see a lot of fish that are, that are hitting the surface. And I wonder if he didn't throw his nets as confidently as, as we think he did. <laughs> because I think many of us think that faith is just casting nets easily, like with no regard, like, oh yeah, let me throw that. But when I read this, I think that Peter threw his nets very hesitantly because I know that when God has spoken things to me that are beyond my intellect, that are beyond my perception, that are beyond my abilities, that are beyond what I'm called to do in the natural, like, like, like when a miracle occurs, which miracles occur when humanity runs out of options, like, like when God asks me to do something that has nothing to do with my ability to come through, but it's all Jesus... I throw very hesitantly. So I wonder if Peter's net throwing wasn't like this quick motion. I wonder if it was like, all right, boys, on the count of three. One, two, two and a half, two and three quarters. <laughs> I just, I don't know if it happened like that, but my imaginative lenses say that it might, like, can you recall a moment where you've prayed over someone who's sick in their body and you just think, maybe? Have you, have you been in a moment where God required you to sacrifice abnormally, resourcefully for the church of Jesus Christ or for a loved one? And you just kind of think like, I mean, maybe this will work. 
Maybe, maybe God will come through. Have you been there, church? <laughs> you know, it was last year that I was, I was working and I got a phone call from my, my sister who told me that my dad had suffered his third stroke in two days. Strongest man I know physically in 1983 was Mr. USA bodybuilder. And by the grace of God, my parents lived close and I was working at a coffee shop outside and I got the call and all of a sudden I realized that the fire truck and the ambulance that drove by seven minutes before was from my dad. (laughs) And it's hard to explain, Mission Church, the, the feelings. I got a really good daddy that I was experiencing in that moment when I literally just drop my bag off at my car and begin to run toward my house that was probably seven or eight blocks away. Then even get in my car. And as I get there, I see my, my old man in his sixties stretched out on a stretcher, struggling to breathe. And I walk up and I grab his hand and he looks at me and says, Hey man, take care of your mom right now. And tears begin to dripped down his face. And I said, daddy, we serve a healer. He says, I know. And in that moment, Mission Church, I'm powerless to do anything. <laughs> like in that moment, that's a moment where God, only you, only you can do this. And that's what the call the deeper water is in this season, Mission Church. It's the call that says, God, only you can do this. (laughs) Only you. And I would say to you with all the love that I have, Mission Church, not not to condemn you, but to convict you. But if we do not have areas in our lives that we're able to identify, God, only you can do this. Maybe we're not operating in as much faith as we think we are. Because if faith by definition is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see, then that must mean that there should consistently be areas in our lives where we are sure of what we're hoping for and certain of what we do not see, which is why I love your pastors. Because they are always going to push the envelope. They're always going to challenge you, exhort you, and let you believe and let you know that God has more for your life. Mission Church, I know you've seen hundreds of salvations and hundreds of baptisms. And I know that you have people that are tuning in from all over the United States. Dare I say, all over the world as your virtual virtual platform has expanded during a pandemic. But what if I say that there's a deeper place that God is calling us to? What if I told you that God has more for you than even that? How do I know? Because God healed my father. Now, 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 what's crazy about that is because some skeptics might be like, well, what if your father would have died? Would God not be good? Oh, he would absolutely be good. Because to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. We win either way. That's the kingdom. But my father was living off of prayers to the point where his body began to supernaturally change as intercessors and prayer warriors began to call on heaven to do what only heaven could do. Now I'll tell you what, there's something about that way of living where you're praying and you're believing and you're calling on heaven to do what only heaven can do. And in this moment, this miracle would have nothing to do with Peter. But Peter would play a part. Why? He had the faith to throw his nets. 
And so Peter, probably not really knowing what was going to happen, says, all right, I'm going to pull out to the deep and I'm going to throw. And he throws. And what happens, y'all? You know the story. Man, boats are on the verge of sinking. Nets are breaking. But this is where the text really gets weird for me. In this moment of, of triumph, in this moment of a victory, like imagine you winning the lottery, imagine your business growing exponentially, like this is the greatest catch of Peter's life, like this is a dream. And, and I would think in my natural mind that after Peter has such an amazing catch that you know what he would do? He would, he would, he would, he would go to the shore. And he would be like, all right, boys, we're going to divide this up. Everybody getting paid. I tell you, our generations are going to be taken care of because of this. We got to take this to the, we got to take this, we got to begin to trade. We need to take these fish to the market. Like this is the greatest moment of Peter's life. Don't miss the text. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, oh, Lord, please leave me. I am a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught as they were with the others. Peter's not even focused on the miracle. A sign of maturity in the life of a believer <laughs> is when your focus shifts from what God does to who God is. Mm. <laughs> I felt the Holy Ghost. A sign of maturity as a believer is when you're not focused on the miracle, but you're focused on the miracle worker. A sign of maturity as a believer is when you don't focus on the blessings that are flowing, but whom the blessings flow from. <laughs> and Peter is so in awe of what God can do in an area that he thought he had more expertise than the God-man himself. He falls in his face and says, I'm unclean. And Jesus says, you don't have to be afraid. You're going to catch men. And what's even wilder is Jesus replied, don't be afraid from now and you'll be fishing for people. In verse 11, man, it rocked me for a, a while. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. And do you know what I realized, Mission Church? That if Peter would have stopped following Jesus, this would have been the only highlight of his life. If Peter would not have gone where Jesus was going, he would have been telling, he would have been telling his friends for all of that time, I had the greatest catch ever. But Peter knew that his destiny was attached to where Jesus was going. Don't miss it. And I don't think Peter knew that in this moment of fish that he would see dead people get up if he followed. I don't know if, if Peter knew in this moment of catching fish that he would be the rock on top of which the church of Jesus Christ would be built. I don't know if Peter knew in this moment of catching fish that he would be the one to unleash the first century church in the revival. I don't know if Peter knew when he was catching fish that him and his boy John, who happened to be by him in the boat, would later go to a gate called Beautiful and tell a man to get up and walk. I don't know in this moment of catching fish if he knew that he would go upon a mountain of transfiguration and see prophets before the sun and he would hear God audibly speak into the earth. I don't know if Peter knew that 
But I know that Peter knew that I don't want to be where the miracle is if you're not there. Where are we going? The call to the deeper water is simply this. God, I want to go where you are and I want to do what you say. And Mission Church, I know that there's this like great miracle that Mission Church is. But what if I told you that he's still moving? Jay-Z, on to the next one. Like, what if I told you that God isn't done, that we've only just begun? That God has more for your family, more for your children, more for your generation, more for your finances, more for your city. And it's all connected to the kingdom of God coming into the earth through you. So I don't know what 2021 holds. I don't know what this year is going to hold, but I know who holds it. And I know that our heart says, God, wherever you go, that's where I'm going. I'm not leading this thing. Where are we going? And there will be moments where he calls us to the deeper water of, of our faith. And in that moment, we have a decision. Do I trust you enough to throw my nets? And so right now, Mission Church, I wonder if his Holy Spirit is speaking to you on an area of trust, an area of faith. And there where he's saying, hey, I, I want you to throw your nets, metaphorically speaking. I want you to pull out to the deeper water. Mission Church, I, I struggle with New, Year, New Year's resolutions. I stopped making them a few years ago. And if you make New Year's resolutions and you can follow them, amazing. I stopped doing them though because I wasn't very great at it. Um, the reason why I struggle with New Year's resolutions is because though a new year begins, I'm still carrying my same old self into the new year. <laughs> I think a lot of people forget that. that. That though there is a new year, the old me has the ability to still go into this new year. And if the old me goes into this new year, I'll get the old results. And I wonder for you if I would ask of you, do you have the faith of Peter? <laughs> Do you have the faith to go into the deep? Chase, what's the deep? I, I don't fully know for you. God is contextual. He'll speak to you, right? He'll speak to you about the context of your life and your journey. I don't know what that deep is, but when he speaks, when that still small voice whispers to the innermost parts of who you are, I'm going to ask you, do you have the faith to say, at your word, I'll do it. There was no tangible evidence that Peter was going to have a great catch except the word of Jesus. And the word of Jesus is enough. And when he does what he says he will do, which he's faithful to do it, my question is, mm, uh, this is prophetic, because there's some of you where you've done that at one time in your life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And you've seen the miracle, but I ask you, are you staying on the beach of the miracle that, that happened five years ago? Three years ago, 10 years ago, do you talk about all those old experiences that you have with God on those great days? Oh, those were the days in my faith. Or have you said, no, 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 that was an amazing, amazing moment. And we thank God for it. I have no doubt that this story was a great testimony for Peter. And he probably talked about it often the day he got called. But I ask you, are you still on that beach or have you left? to follow Jesus, to see some more miraculous things in Jesus' name. Only you can determine that, church. And so know that 
2021, he's calling us all deeper. Like the prophet wrote, deep calls out unto the deep. Think about this. The depth of God is always calling out to the depth of God. There's always more. You know, if if you're tuned in right now and you've never claimed Jesus to be your savior, you've never asked him to come into your heart. I don't know how you found your way here this morning, but I'm so happy you're here. And dare I say to you that it's not accidental, but it's intentional. Dare I say to you that this moment isn't random, but it very well may be the provision of Almighty God. And if you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus, I want you to do something right now. I want you to just close your eyes right where you are. And I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Just say, Jesus, forgive my sins. Make me new. My life is yours. Take it and use it. I believe you are who you say you are. You're the son of God and the savior of my world. All that I am from this day forward belongs to you. Amen. And if you made that decision right now in the chat, I want you to put down in that YouTube section, I have decided. Say, I have decided. Say, I have decided. Write that down because we want to get you involved. We really do. Salvation is not a finish line. It's a starting point. We're just getting started. And for the second person here, if you're here this morning and you find yourself discouraged, you find yourself discouraged and maybe a bit fearful to go out into the deeper place, be strong. Take courage. He's with you. I know sometimes his word doesn't seem like enough, but it is. And he's refining and he's shaping our faith. So row and throw. That would have been a great title. I'm not a rapper. Row and throw. Wow, where did that come from? Mission Church, it was my honor to bring the word of God to you. It was passionate and loud. I haven't preached in a long time. It's so, so good to be with family. I can't wait for the day where uh, we're able to meet up in person. I don't feel that day is too far off very, very soon. But I pray that you have a wonderful day, that you be blessed in Jesus. And hey, 2021, we're called to deeper water. Let's row out there together. God bless you. Thanks again for listening to the Mission Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Bay Area, we invite you to come join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website 